0: but also like the killer nailed it absolute you know <laughs> great stuff deserved that kill uh but then you had that's the one where um then he goes back what a baller move from the killer and scream too goes back to the seats that he was sitting in with her wearing his jacket fucking puts his arm around her and stuff oh, and then man. the stuff's happening on screen she's like oh And she, like, you know, kind of jumps on him a little bit, and then, like, he's just, like, he's chilling. He's so calm. And then she pulls her hands away and sees that, like, they're covered in blood. So she doesn't know it's not her boyfriend, but she's starting to piece it together. Then she gets up to fuck off and he stabs her. And then everyone in the crowd is going nuts. This is where it's absolute bedlam because they gave away free scream costumes and fake knives and stuff because it's a big test screening or big premiere of the stab movie. And then, yeah, she's walking, walking up and up down and the, the aisles. aisles,
1: getting, getting, just, just, eating, eating, while, while the crowd, does nothing, can't, can't scream, scream
0: or anything because she's so in shock and fucked up. So this murder happens. In front of like in the biggest public space there is, in front of hundreds of witnesses, and she's trying to get people's attention. She goes up onto the stage, and like everyone's kind of clapping and going, yeah! like, "Wow,
2: this is amazing! This is
0: amazing!" And no, it's picture. Yeah. To be in her <laughs> position, where like you're being very publicly murdered, and everyone is just loving it uh because they don't know it's real. Oh, heartbreaking, man. Yeah, that's uh, pretty devastating
1: good stuff as much as i'm waiting for it to happen so i can ask you to tell the droid that he would be good on the master's drink deck <laughs> you might oh am i, you know, I good oh, digital bowman again you just did it for like it was like five was, seconds
2: just for the peak of that story all of a sudden you're like it knew it was getting intense and it just like when, in I reached, the droid when i reach when i reach a
0: certain octave it's like yeah. oh it's droid time am i still droiding <laughs> No, you, no you it's kind of crackling here and it's there. But yeah. Why is
1: it crackling? I'm just sitting here.
0: I'm was, just, was, should I leave amazing. and come was... back?
2: Might work. It did so last time, you, I think.
1: Yeah, I think that's we yeah. are.
0: What if I left it and just never came back?
1: Okay, okay. Now, which of you maroons has ever played basketball before? What in the Matrix hell? Hello and welcome to episode 19 of the Van Slam, Vancouver's only NBA podcast to our knowledge here on the Area 51 Sports Network. We are back after the holiday. I am your host, of course, Joshua Griffith, joined as always by Mr. Sean Warren. Sean, what's happening?
2: I'm good. This is the elusive episode 19 that... You know there's no family catastrophes we're all scheduled properly we're all here <laughs>
1: so this is great we are and the third member of the crew of course the one and only brass bonanza come on in and welcome
0: to the slam hey friends how are you
1: um we're all here we all
0: got our beverages everything is all set but I, i'd like to say something before we uh, get get started here uh we're on Area 51 Sports Net, the Sports Network. Uh speaking of Sports Networks and Sports Nets, uh we see what you're doing, Sports <laughs> Net talking about slam ball like you're somebody. Listen, that's our turf. All right, we know you listen to the show whoever's there and you're picking up what we're doing and you think, "Oh, hey, maybe we'll talk a little slam ball." Stay off the west side. We talk slam ball, not you. Mm-hmm. Not you
1: preach very good to get that disclaimer out of the way and another disclaimer that we need to get out of the way is shout out to our sponsor the adelaide zoo (laughs) so obviously covid restrictions are in effect they have a great giveaway right now there's a one in 500 chance to win a brand new car so make sure to check out the adelaide zoo website www.adelaidezoo.com.au And like I said, there's COVID vaccine or COVID restrictions in place. So if you're Novak Djokovic, get out of Australia.
0: Yeah. And make sure Uh, you stay six, at least six feet away from all the deadly animals in the uh, Adelaide, uh, Adelaide cassowary,
2: then you can get within six feet and give it a big old hug.
0: Give it a big hug. Wait, so is that, is that free (laughs) car? Is that limited to Australian residents only? I also want to know this. I would imagine so. If we were to win, they'd be like, oh, no, there's some chicanery there because there's clearly a partnership between that basketball (laughs) podcast and that zoo.
2: Uh, Sir, you. I want mine to come with cassowaries, though. Like, I want Jeffrey and Martina to be in the backseat.
0: Sir, you've claimed many times that you were passionate about the zoo and then you happen to win (laughs) uh, the free car. You understand how this looks
2: looks like <laughs> when I got they're putting like van slam branding on the cassowary enclosure <laughs> and then you win
0: <laughs> yeah I probably hope. not a good look but the adelaide dude it's, it's still open though right yes all right good it you is. just is gotta and you know follow the rules
1: so i have the details it's a car raffle there's uh one in 500 tickets uh so obviously one in 500 chance to win a brand new Kia Stonic Sport 1.5 liter six speed auto wagon valued at $28,168.
2: Mm, nice. And never
1: heard of a Kia. Stonic. $100 a ticket. Raffle closes Tuesday, February 15th at 9 30 a.m. ACDT time, which I could not tell you what is in uh, Pacific Standard Time. And it's uh, a raffle that will be drawn later on in the morning. So, and all of the proceeds look to, uh, Go towards some of their, uh, they do a lot of work with cha- their charity work and uh, to give back to the community. And as everyone knows, the uh, the zoo is also a animal rehabilitation center as well.
0: Oh, that's, Sean, a cool that,
1: that's a cool car. That's a neat little that car. That is a though. nice car. I really like
0: that. I want to win this Kia Stonic. Get in line, Sean Warren. I'm winning the Kia Stonic.
1: Let's see, I don't know. I, as I, long I can, as I get I can find out if, a ride. if we're allowed to, uh, to purchase Ravel tickets. And if they'll send the car <laughs> over us. But, we'll each buy 100. And...
2: and then the chances are going to be like three and five that one of the Vanslam <laughs> members wins this Kiastani. Those are just good that's odds. The, that's the trick right there. We'll still lose somehow. But three and five is better chances than one in 500. Is and it weird?
0: That's like the trick. Lore happens just that quick. We now have an official car of VanSlam. is the Kia Stonic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah we know, need I'm it not. in like,
2: black and green, please. Like... Uh,
1: gentlemen, it has been noted. I will be reaching out to Kia for our next partnership. Hooray! Yeah,
2: I want to drive this Kia Stonic. It is oh, a yeah. really sick car.
1: <laughs> Put some leases on those. Gentlemen, what we're all here for, of course, is to chat some basketball once again, and uh, the season is well underway. We're getting close to the halfway mark for some of the teams. Obviously, with most sports, uh, COVID has taken over, but uh, we're right near the halfway point, and our two teams are doing pretty good right now, so... What do we I think we start with some uh, with some Philadelphia 76ers talk. Brass bonanza. What do you think about uh, that?
0: It's glorious. It's great. They've now won 6 in a row. Absolutely pumped the San Antonio Spurs uh yesterday. Man, they're flying fifth spot now in the Eastern Conference 22 and 16. Uh Yeah, no, it's been great to watch the win streak. Embiid, man, it's like I think every single one of those six games north of 30 points. That guy is coming on at the right time. Uh, Him and Seth Curry, super clutch down the stretches. They've been monstrous in the fourth quarters. Uh, Yeah, it's nice to actually have the, you know, pretty much, I mean, Simmons or the Simmons person is still missing, but it's nice for them to have the actual lineup they're going to have uh, now that everybody's essentially out of protocols and everything. Um, Yeah, and that's the thing about watching the NBA this year is you see the peaks and valleys of your team, and you also know that that kind of goes hand in hand with who's in protocol and who isn't because the Sixers were dropping tons of games, but they're also like flooring eight people. Right, and the yeah. games are moving forward. And for some teams, the games are being delayed. For other teams, the games are being pushed through. And I think pretty much every team has had to uh, deal with some form of adversity or or not. But to watch the standard Sixers, the way that the team should be presented, obviously without the Ben Simmons component, uh, yeah, it's been uh, it's been nice, nice tidy little six game win streak. And I don't know, Embiid maybe slowly crawling back into the potential mvp conversation eastern conference player of the month for december gotta love that and and can i just add because i know we've talked about their jerseys
2: before but these city edition jerseys with the color spectrum on the sides and then there's center court emblem and and with the colors all around that as well gorgeous gorgeous i want to see more cities do something like this
1: it's beautiful well, Bowman, you know you mentioned Embiid might be getting back up to that MVP level, but I, I would say that he's pretty much there already. He seems to be healthy again. Like you said, 119-100 victory over the Spurs on Friday night. Thirty-one points, twelve rebounds, seven assists. Like he he's doing everything. Back in in the 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 days that Embiid was talked about in the MVP conversation.
0: And you know what's wild is what he did a lot of in the game against the Spurs is he like he ran the court like he was handling the ball uh, at the top and drove to the lane and he was essentially like, you know, seven foot point guard out there for a little bit which is strange i don't really see him do a lot of that some really really good dishes but also some really great vision and he drove the lane for some big slams and there was a incredibly athletic finger roll that missed sadly but uh that's some old school fucking iverson right there but uh no he was It's been new, like a different dimension to uh, his game, but you can tell he's absolutely feeling it and no one can stop that guy right now. What the Spurs were doing a lot of yesterday was they are bringing, like most teams do, bringing like double teams to Embiid. But what he did to adjust is rather than like backing down and like backing up to the basket. Uh, he was, as soon as he got the ball on like the baseline or whatever, he was switching it to like his front. And then as soon as he took a dribble, he drew the double team over, but he could see it coming. So he either pulled up and took a shot or he dished it to the open man who they had cutting like all night. There was a really gorgeous pass to Matisse Thibault. Uh, That happened. He threw it kind of like behind his head, behind his back. It was sick. But aside from that, like he got around every single double team they threw at him. And he did that by facing it head on, as opposed to just like you back up and then boom, there's a double team now all of a sudden. So big adjustments. And it was was awesome to see. Now, let's talk a little bit about the Raptors because Sixers have won six in a row. That's great. Raptors have won five in a row. Look at our boys. Both so good. Both in the top eight. How about it? Uh, What have you guys been liking about the Raptors, and what have they done different for this uh, five-game win streak of theirs?
2: For me, actually, last game, I was really worried, um, (laughs) to be completely (laughs) honest, because Utah was not in great shape, but the Raptors didn't look good against them, which was kind of weird to say um, after that, But and with a five-game win streak. But then Freddie Van Vliet came out of just absolutely nowhere and puts together his first triple double looked spectacular and, and pulls out the win. So, you know, it it was a gutsy effort. And I think that's one of those things that um, has been like a hallmark for the Raptors for a number of years now is just the, the amount of heart in this organization. And it's not, they're not always just like an absolute wealth of, of skill and talent throughout their lineup. They are right now, which is nice, but and they have been pretty much ever since 2019. But before that, like it was always just hard, like whatever they've got, they put it out and leave it out on the floor. And we're at that point right now. I feel that uh, that's going to be how the Raptors a claw their way even further into the picture and stay in the picture in the East. And I mean, we don't really have that one big name player. So we've just got a lot of great, versatile players that um, that can fill a variety of roles. I think that's honestly how the Raptors are able to to do the, continue what they're doing right now.
0: Uh, hold on. You've got Fred Van Vliet, who, yeah. according to Sid Six Arrow, is the most important Canadian athlete of all time. Uh, <laughs> put him on the $5 bill. Uh, he's the absolute greatest person to ever lace up a pair of sneakers, Fred Van Vliet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i don't no, whenever i see him have a good game and then i see sid te- a tweet i'm like oh I'm boy telling you, he's the most important player <laughs> and, like that's the thing the raptors have no choice but to be like heart because they're never going to be able to build or assemble any sort of super team or anything like that based on the fact that you got to play in canada and all that sort of shit so yeah it's nice to see them have success in this last little run here um and i hope that you know, that stays. I want both our teams in the playoffs. I want both our teams yeah, to play man. each other in the playoffs. <laughs> yes, please.
1: <laughs> I'm a little bit disappointed that you both just came in and just laughed off Fred Van I know he's not going to be a superstar in this league.
0: But, but he's he, great. He is great. He's, he's quietly showing. His I'm ex- not story. laughing him off. I'm
1: you just know, saying, the idea of him don't. being, like,
2: Laugh. the best oh, player. I'm
1: going to edit this. Bad. I'm going to yes. literally, I'm not gonna... Shoot up the volume of the laugh so you guys can hear it back. <laughs> but, guys,
0: you guys I'll look at this guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's the fact that he, like, God, that bleed. Six Arrow said he's, like, yeah, the most important player or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's that's yeah, what we're Sid, having to go at.
2: Especially yeah. in, like, a year like this where we've had so many amazing Canadian athletes.
1: I, I love me some <laughs> no, Six not, Arrow, but yeah. stick to breakfast television now, bud. You're not on Yeah, you've you left Tim
2: and Sid. You're... You're kind of... It, it's over. Stay but, in your lane.
1: <laughs> so, uh, you know, something I wanted to bring up, we we talked about it a couple weeks ago, and I think, Sean, it was one of the episodes that you had missed, and me and Bowman were talking about how the Raptors really... I didn't think that they had an identity. It was they are going through some of their COVID stuff. Mm-hmm. Fred Van Fleet was out, and once he, he came back in, it's like, oh, okay, so Fred Van Fleet is their identity. Their, their defense... Runs better with Fred Van Fleet on the court. Their offense runs better with Fred Van Fleet on the court. Even when he's on the bench, their rotation gets a little bit better. They can bring on that second substitution. I mean, you look at his last five games, he's slowly making a great case to be an all star this year. 37 points, like Sean mentioned, triple double Mm -hmm. last game, 37, 10 and 10, 19. Oh, a little slow game against Milwaukee, but. 33, 35, and 31 in the previous three games. Like, this guy's showing up to ball, and, he, and he's shooting like 43.5% in his last five games from three points. Like, he, he's just coming in and knocking them down. And he's kind of showing he bet on himself. He got that big contract for the Raptors. Everybody else left. It was just him and Siakam. And I think Fred Van Cleet's like taking that step this year.
2: You know what? I I get a lot of Kyle Lowry vibes from Van Vliet. And I think a lot of that comes from the fact that Lowry was his mentor, right? In a lot of ways. Uh, He's the he's the pulse of the Raptors right now. And like Lowry was for eons. Right. And it's that that workhorse uh, on the point that is able to do kind of everything and bring that extra ounce of effort um, and kind of will his team into games, even when they're
0: playing as bad as they were last night, right? And I feel like that's the identity of the Raptors, right? I mean, you had yeah. your your rental with Kawhi Leonard and stuff, but the identity of the Raptors is underachieving, scrappy point guards who end up just playing with their hearts on their sleeves and end up taking over a game. And that goes, like, all the way back um, to, I'd probably admit, Calderon, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like that's always been yeah. the way. And again, these aren't players that they've, you know, lured to sign there with lucrative lucrative contracts and stuff. These are folks who, dare I say, if they want the opportunity to point guard and run an NBA offense, sometimes it has to be somewhere where no one else is willing to go. So I would say probably the Raptors' identity is finding diamonds in the rough.
1: Yeah.
0: I would say I mean, totally yeah, you
1: that. can even look, you know, at Rudy Gay. as as one of those Mm -hmm. players as well, you know, before he was traded for Lowry. Um, Like DeRozan,
0: like that's always (laughs) kind of, uh, that's always been the way. And it's kind of like, it's sad because it can turn into a bit of a feeder system where, and thankfully they won that championship in 2019. That's great. But aside from that, it's like MLB a little bit where, you know, you play for the pirates for so long and then you end up being pretty good. And then you get to go to the, to the Super League yeah, to be, yeah, yeah, go to the Dodgers (laughs) or the Giants or the Yankees (laughs) or the Red Sox or one of, like, the major teams. So, um, but one thing I'll say about the Raptors in the last, like, decade or so is they also seem to bring about quite a lot of loyalty. Like, I I buy when Kawhi said it was a, a more difficult decision than he anticipated to walk away. Because when you play in that market, like, for those fans, you're going to be... Not deified, but you're going to be fully like appreciated uh, for the efforts you put out, not like necessarily taken for granted like you would be in other markets, which I think there's something to that, to be a not big fish in a small pond, but in the NBA parlance, I guess you can say that. But like one of the only fish in the
2: pond, right? Yeah. Like, I think you end up walking away from a lot more when you leave yeah. Toronto um, than really any other NBA city. Uh and it's you're leaving a country, right? Like that's that's yeah. big. Uh like the amount of support that came and showed up on in 2019 was phenomenal. Like I remember that run and being like, Wow, I didn't realize there was this many rappers fans. I thought I was one of the only ones <laughs> out here, right? And, and then everybody's actually... going on this run. Yeah. They actually, hate I mean, golden
0: state more. They're they're more yeah, golden state right. haters than they are Raptors fans. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> and then you had me jumping on the bus, uh, Sixers fan going, hey man, if we couldn't stop them, I'm happy nobody, nobody could stop them. Yeah. yeah, that was a team of destiny, right? Oh, we lost to the best. See, and that's
2: that's always my mentality too. When when somebody beats my team, I want them to go all the, all way, the way because then we lost to the yeah. champs. We didn't lose to some scrubs that got wiped. Away in the next round. Oh, this is there you anything know? worse the than team losing way. and
0: then there's this thing it swept the next round? it's like oh, got <laughs> fucking
2: gross.
0: Come on.
2: And you just like you fought and clawed and gave everything you got and just could not get past this seemingly mountainous task to beat this team. And then the next team just comes and wipes the floor with them. But and gentlemen, like, there's a, there's a
0: there's a storm brewing in the east. Uh mm-hmm. Kyrie Irving is fucking broke. Uh, yeah. in some capacity uh, yeah. with the, uh, with the <laughs> Brooklyn playing. Nets. He is playing not every game, but he's, he's back in the mix again. <laughs> I feel like that's just going to be disruptive. Like that, you, I mean, they've got the talent to game plan for him. not, And he hasn't been there all season so far. But Mm -hmm. with him being in sometimes and out sometimes, he's not going to get vaccinated. Kevin Durant said he's not going to pressure him to get vaccinated and everything. Like, that's going to be. Because if he does, like, look how disruptive that would be even further, right? Like, now you got a rift
2: between your two, well, two of your three biggest stars. Yeah. Um and,
0: and mean, neither yeah. one of them is the biggest head case you have because the biggest head case you have is James Harden. Right. <laughs> so the fact that like Somebody's if it's gotta be mildly normal's the best behaved guy you have, problems. Problems. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, like uh Kyrie is now back in a certain the uh the Nets sitting outside the top spot of the East, thankfully occupied by the Bulls. If it can't be any of our teams, I'm very happy that it's the Bulls. I just can't stand it to be uh to be the nets but uh yeah with Kyrie Irving uh back dropping uh 22 points his first game uh do we see an uptick now for the Brooklyn Nets or is this going to be too inconsistent for them to uh to manage
1: I think it's going to be too inconsistent you know you mentioned it already he's he's getting to play the away games he's not going to get to play their home games what kind of chemistry is he going to really get with the team I I saw a really funny tweet. It was uh, the Brooklyn Nets put out a picture of the three of them back together, and like, who's gonna stop this this trio? Somebody quoted it, and they're like, the Canadian border. Yeah, yeah, I saw
2: that. (laughs) I hope they play them in the playoffs, like a Raptors-Nets series, and then none of the Raptors home games can be played by
0: Kyrie. (laughs) Well, because this. It would be amazing this isn't a, a advantage. They do a Photoshop of Dikembe Motembo at the border doing a fishing. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> the border guards doing the Motembo.
1: Because this isn't a regular season problem. We we know that the Brooklyn no. Nets are going yeah. to make it into the playoffs with a high seed in the East. Kyrie's going to be playing in away games. He's not going to play for the ho- in the home games in the playoffs. Like this, this is going to be a problem long term for them.
2: So imagine they play Toronto in the playoffs and Kyrie straight up can't play in the series because he can't play home games and he can't cross the Canadian border. So you just eliminated one of their big three simply because he eliminated himself. That would be gold. Please let it happen. Raptors, Nets, first
0: round. Do you see the Nets doing something desperate at the the trade deadline then? and maybe getting an insurance policy for Kyrie. Cause yeah, it's the same thing as the Lakers in the West. This isn't yeah. about the regular season. They're just, you know, going through the motions to go on get in the playoffs and go on a run. But yeah, again, if the Raptors match up against the nets, which at this point isn't outside the realm of possibility, I think the Raptors are what sitting seventh and the nets are two right so the now. Playoffs, they would play each other. Yep. Playoffs happen today. Kyrie Irving, not allowed to play at all. <laughs> and if you're the Brooklyn nets, although they've had a good season so far, Do you go out and get some insurance? Do you even have the capital to acquire that insurance (laughs) after what you've already given up to assemble your trio?
2: A great question. I honestly I would I'd be looking at some kind of insurance, like, but but again, how do you replace a guy like Kyrie? You know, like yeah, as (gasps) say what you want about him he's old man. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's like, no, that's Kyrie Irving. No. No, no, Uncle Drew. J- that's old Uncle Drew. <laughs> no, that's, that's very clearly just Kyrie Irving in a wig.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, fine, all right, fine. Plan B, bring grandma out here. That's <laughs> yeah. grandma. It's like that's Larry Johnson. No. <laughs> So the we team, want blind Reggie Miller.
2: Please.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the team that is at the top of the Eastern Conference, and some would say, was the sacrificial lamb for the Toronto Raptors' championship. Definitely, the uh, Chicago Bulls, led by DeMar DeRozan, who is having just a phenomenal season. I don't know if you gentlemen saw a couple back-to-back game winners. Yeah, the other day, but he uh, has them. Yeah, up up at top. Billy Donovan. Nine game winning streak 26 of 10. Nine games. Oh, is that like dude? Do we see this from the Chicago Bulls coming into the season? Do we see this from DeMar DeRozan? He's 26.5 points a game. Like, he's he's balling at at another level that we haven't ever seen. I thought the
0: Bulls would take a jump, but I didn't think it was this significant of a jump. I had them basically exactly. in the four, five, six, solid locked in, like all season in that middle of the pack in the east. I did not picture them. Again, yeah, they've won nine in a row, sitting, I would say comfortably mm-hmm. a little bit on top of the Eastern Conference. Uh happy for them. They had some pretty uh, pretty lean years. Happy for DeRozan as well. Yeah, I've watched quite a few Sixers-Bulls games this year, and that guy in the fourth quarter is an absolute just monster. Uh, what do they call him? The mid-range mauler? What a great fucking nickname that Amazing. is. Mid-range <laughs> yeah, pull-up it. shots that just don't <laughs> miss. Oh, that's good stuff. So, yeah, glad to see the Bulls doing what the Bulls are doing. Well, they're two and a half games
2: up on second, third, Nets and Bucks, respectively they're at a 722 winning percentage. I would agree, they're very comfortably in first place and running the table right now with no signs of looking like they're going to slow down. 9 game yeah. win streak. They've kind of got all of the components that you would want. Um I mean, you got DeRozan, you've got uh you've got uh Levine, you've got Ball ball I mean, like, and ball drives
0: me nuts because ails, every time every time i'm watching uh bulls game they always talk about how oh lonzo ball here's what he shot before when he came into the nba he was shooting this he was fucking garbage and here's where he is good. now he's worked with his shooting coaches and stuff and i'm just like oh, ben simmons yes, can happen. <laughs> you ben can simmons work can on serious. your shot and improve it at the nba level and add another layer to your game it is possible and the fact that And this is going to sound a bit weird, but the fact that somebody like Lonzo Ball, who obviously his dad's a fucking nut bar, uh, the fact that he hasn't treated himself like he's God's gift to basketball since coming into the league and realized that, hey, swallow my pride. I've got some shit to work on if I want to be a better player. The fact that he has that attitude and Simmons like doesn't is just uh, as ridiculous, but good for him. He was not good on the mass singer when he was on the mass singer that's another one <laughs> by the way i know we've talked nba we players on mass singer before i don't know if i mentioned lonzo ball but he was on last uh, mass singer really he was the watchamacallit the watchamacallit
1: so yeah. do we know if if lonzo yeah. got rid of his dad because i haven't heard the all and and same with lamelo too right
2: yeah i think Lavar got put in timeout by the boys, like okay. I think the boys in... and
0: fucking cartoon character, man. Like, yeah, they're like awesome. Lavar. You
2: got to sit this out, man. Like, you're you're actually a detriment to your son's careers. Like, they're good players. That's the thing. Like, so... Lamelo is a great player. Lonzo is a good player. Their other
0: brother, did you not see, you, so much. Do you see but... years ago? Yeah. Do you see years ago when they were all on uh, Monday Night Raw? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's a fucking disaster. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah but... lumbering down to the to the ring. <laughs> Uh, Like he was bigger
2: than life for a bit there, right? Like I think it served a purpose for a time. Like everybody knows about the balls,
1: big ball of (laughs) bread.
2: Yeah, Jesus Christ, dude. Yeah, like it was so bad.
1: I heard they were basketball Kardashians for a bit. Yeah, they were. A buddy of mine from Australia who watched Lamelo Ball a fair bit when he was playing there. Obviously, before his time to coming to the NBA, and he's like, "Man, I thought this guy was." Garbage. He was terrible. Really? And he just said, but he worked. He had this this work ethic. And I guess Lonzo was like, Hey, maybe if I do that as well, I can be a really, really good NBA player for a team and be and be a great piece. And and we're seeing that with the Bulls. Seeing that, like it's yeah, you said Zach Levine. Yeah. Really That's that, well, even like Alex that,
2: Caruso, we haven't even yeah. mentioned
0: Caruso. Oh. Like he's clutch, man. <laughs> like... It's that. It's that fucking thing you need to have if you're a professional athlete to that level. And it's that little bit of humility that, yeah. yes, at this point, I've been treated like I'm God's gift to the sport. But now that I'm at the highest level easy parts over. If I want to be a significant game changing player, I've got to put more work in not to necessarily go to hockey right now, but you think about a Jake Virtanen, mm-hmm. somebody who absolutely just destroyed everybody in juniors from a very like young age. People say, Oh, you're going to be NHL. You're going to make it to the show. Used to dominating and then it's used to dominating. And then he made it to the bigs had to really swallow his pride and put a lot of work in to be better and just didn't have the attitude or will or desire to because he had been basically inflated his whole like junior career up to that point and it's really great and refreshing to see the balls and surprising based on their fucking dad and the cartoon character he is to have that thing and realize that there's more work i need to do i need to like improve my game and that's what makes the Simmons thing so frustrating is because he's been just content with his talent and skill level and again he's amazing at several different facets of the game but the one that he's not just clearly not willing to put in the work or try and it's sad it's weird to like this sounds weird
2: what I'm gonna say here but like because it takes obviously a lot of work to get to that level but I don't know if uh, many athletes have the know how or the dedication to get to that next level. Um, they just don't know how to elevate their game in another way, in a meaningful way when they get to that level. And yeah, unless you're a psychopath like uh, Steph Curry. Right. And like, no touch like, of the rim. No breaking the rim. Yeah, the greats find a way to continue to elevate, even if they're the greatest like Steph Curry right? Yeah.
0: LeBron, same thing. They're upset. Kobe, they're obsessed Kobe. with so obsessed, improving with and being the best and winning. And it's wow. refining these little things like
2: not skating by on okay, well, this is what got me here. Well, that's yeah. great. But what are you doing now that you are here? Like, where are you going? You can't yeah, like Batman, you, yeah. you got to find another way to, to elevate. And I don't think I would say probably 98 percent of athletes know how to do that because otherwise we would see a lot more Steph Curry's and LeBron James's and Michael Jordan's, you know, Kobe Bryant's.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Batman didn't stop at just punching people really good. He's like, I should also know how to kick people really good. Yeah. I need to have batarangs and And gadgets (laughs) and I need to throw. I need harpoons Uh... out of my wrist, bro. (laughs) I need to round round out my fucking game, bro. (laughs) Not just punches.
1: I need a bat gun bender.
0: We're yet yeah, scouting reports out on Batman. He can't kick for shit. So I'm not wearing hockey pads. I, I need a car that could go up buildings. That's
2: what
1: I need.
0: He's driving on rooftops.
1: Okay. Well, we were talking about great players that have put in the work. And last night, the Dallas Mavericks retired mm-hmm. the jersey of somebody who kind of embodies what you gentlemen were just talking about. I'm sure we all have very fond memories of Dirk Nowitzki, Dirk. except Bowman. Maybe he's not a shaking his head here, <laughs> of uh, of Dirk Nowitzki with the Dallas Mavericks. But uh, I think that he was somebody who did that and, you know, continued on with his career. wasn't so He had a lot of success early on, but just, you know, really could never get over that hump. And then, you know, finally in 2011, one of my favorite moments when the Dallas Mavericks and Dirk Nowitzki. Beat LeBron James in yes. the dream team, Miami
0: so Heat. Good. So good. I uh, love oh Dirk. Man. And I love Dirk and Nash together. Oh, Those yeah. were some really, really, really good years. And the fact that like they meshed so well together. Because all I've ever wanted in the NBA is Steve Nash's success. Except for now. Now yeah. we can fuck off. <laughs> uh, but... I mean, I feel like it's being generous
2: to say he's even contributing anything to the NES. <laughs> like, like I, I love sell. Steve Dash, but what is he really doing there? <laughs>
0: hey, ten games ago I uh, I ca- I drew up an ISO play. So that was pretty yeah. good. I also hey, guys, was involved in a spice Huddle scroll-ups. up
2: here. Huddle
0: up. Get the ball to KD. That's the game plan. Next. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I thought Dirk was a- Dirk was a great player. Uh, a real like anomaly at the time, not the first, but, you know, uh, old school, like super tall as hell, like shooting your point guard and stuff out there. Just dominating. Great shot. Yeah, no, I'm I'm super pro Dirk. I thought it, I thought he was great. Just foundationally amazing.
2: You know, like he, he kind of had all of those covered. He wasn't overly flashy at any point in his career. He's just a solid player all around. One thing I will comment on. I don't like the statue. I <laughs> think the statue looks the terrible. The statue
0: is yeah. shit. Why statue. is there three How come basketballs? How he's allowed to shoot three need... basketballs? <laughs> like, why
2: do they need the action shot of three balls in a line? In a just, sequence. Just this have is the a...
0: one. Oh, here's, it's, here's our, our statue. It's, it's Dirk Nowitzki and the phases of the moon.
1: <laughs> Come on, I was, like,
2: I was looking at it, I was like, oh man, if I was Dirk, like, I'd be like, wow, I'm flattered I'm getting a statue, but what the frig is that? <laughs> like, Come on, came... man, you did Dirk dirty with that one. Sports
1: do a really bad job of building people's statues. You remember the one really? Cristiano Ronaldo got and it just looked like, oh, man. <laughs> 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 yeah.
2: my favorite yeah. was them revealing it to Cristiano, and he's looking at it like, who, who is that?
1: <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> that me. And it was like some it was like an airport or something, too. Like, yeah, it like, was. Oh my
2: God. It what? was some artists, and they're like, some renowned artist has put this uh, lifelike image of uh, Cristiano Ronaldo together in, in bronze. And then you look at it, you're like, has he seen Cristiano Ronaldo before? Because he's like one of the most handsome men on the planet, and that <sighs> borderline human you're
0: fucking <laughs> looking like you're straight out of the Goonies, bud.
1: <laughs> With your, uh, like, oh,
0: yeah, <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah, no, the statue is shit. And if I'm Derek, I'd say, hey, fucking do it again. <laughs> yeah, chop off the other two, like that
2: weird transition phase of the ball being shot. We don't need the action <sighs> shot. Just like him. Him him jumping back out. with the fadeaway—that's all that was needed. He has the ball in his hand.
1: Good, done. Okay, I got it. Hey, yeah, I got a couple points on the West. Uh Obviously, Clay Thompson is coming back again.
2: It's exciting. Yeah, I'm, he, I'm stoked for him.
1: Ev- every so week, though, we're here, and I'll Clay Thompson's close. So I'm I'm now going to just wait and see when he comes back. Golden State's it's looking the, amazing. Genie
2: Malkin of the NBA. Every every weekend there's an update. He's close. He's close. Oh, he's uh, close. He's game time decision.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're like Devin. What is this guy gonna play? It's clay watch. <laughs> and then of course the uh, the Phoenix Suns quietly are up at the dog.
0: I'm f- loving that dog fight there. between Phoenix and Golden State. Just I'm up yeah. and I'm up and blah, blah, blah. like yeah. Let's keep that going all season because. Like they play each other quite a bit, and those are always awesome games. Really, really great games. So I'm I'm loving that in the Western Conference. I'm just so happy
2: that the Suns are relevant in like a really truly meaningful way. Like the Suns after Nash were nothing. They
0: for betrayed so Steve.
2: Yeah, that was I, their punishment.
0: Yeah. You had to be shit for a decade because you, you, <laughs> you swindled over the nice over the nice good old Canadian boys. Like, no man, resign. We're gonna get back you to some back talent. MVP. We are yeah. gonna get you some talent. Just resign with us. Trust us. Okay, fine. Signs, and then they just go trading away all the best players. Oh man, Fuck. I'm like, still our meal ticket. We're good. Still not over that. But now, um, have
1: won the three MVPs in a row.
0: Well, the thing is, I feel yeah, like sure. he. He had a better claim to it in year three than oh, was it, two. Was, yeah. <laughs> and especially in the, I think the second one, it should have been Kobe Bryant's. I think if I'm remembering correctly, the second yeah, one agree. should have been yeah. Kobe Bryant's, but it wasn't. And then he goes and puts up a better season in the third one. But now if he wins, he's in that rarefied air. I think it's just Bird and Jordan who have won three of them. I know. Uh, and it, I mean, they got voter yeah. fatigue. Yeah, yeah. And the NBA is not going to fucking let that happen. They're not going to elevate someone especially who isn't it, who isn't is deserved the second one. Yes, who isn't <laughs> Kobe Bryant or LeBron James. They are not going to elevate someone to that god tier, uh, especially not fucking Steve Nash. So yeah, <laughs> year three, he sh- yeah. year three, he should have won, but year two he shouldn't have. So we'll just take the two out of three MVPs and uh, and go on our uh, go on our merry way. Plus, it sounds cooler that it was back-to-back,
2: right? Like, yeah. Yeah. it just sounds super dominant. Like, even though it should have been, like, one, a gap, and then a, a second.
1: Yeah. So, speaking of the geriatric Lakers, do you guys want to talk about them at all? I don't really. Uh, uh, I saw some things. Rondo, somebody was
0: but... somebody was celebrating the other day that, like, yeah, it was, like, uh, zero first half or first quarter turnovers or whatever. Or maybe it was, like, zero turnovers for the whole game oh, for, for Westbrook. For, for Westbrook. Yeah. yeah. Wow. It was
1: it yeah. the whole game? Yeah, for the whole game, I think that's the first time in his whole career that he's ever done that.
2: He's wow. peaking. He's peaking.
1: <laughs> Shout out I, to Rock. I have to say, such high, a huge. High.
0: Good there, was,
2: there was such a huge ordeal made of uh, LeBron playing center, and they're like, "Yes, this is amazing." Seven and like, oh Think about think about what we are seeing right now. Like you are watching history, and I'm like, Draymond Green would like a word. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> he's like, Like they're acting like LeBron is like so far out of position that he's like, and it's a complete anomaly that he's doing well. Like Like he's a big
0: man. He's a big guy and it's a basketball court. Like yeah, you like... get him the ball, doesn't matter what fucking position he's playing. You get LeBron the ball, he's gonna make some stuff happen. You know what I'm impressed with? I'm impressed if he's playing left wing with the Kings. Then I'm like, oh shit, okay,
1: <laughs> right. that's
0: a, yeah, that's impressive. Look at that. Like but no, the you fact that LeBron anywhere, just...
2: anywhere on the floor and he'll yeah. find success because he's that kind of player. Like yeah. I, I, don't, yes,
0: yeah, not like wow, you could put LeBron, Kobe Bryant, Bryant, Whoa, how is he? Kobe doing Bryant those? would have crushed it at center. I'm sure.
1: He would found a way. You know, yeah. found a way. Does LeBron own a stake in the LA Kings? In in the in the Kings? Yeah, I don't know. I know I know he's in the the Fenway Sports Group that just bought something. Mm. Uh
2: I know I think he's got stakes in the Red Sox randomly because of the Fenway Yeah, group. that's the Fenway Group. Uh, and he I thought has there was stakes another in one a in a European football club. Um I can't remember which one. Um
1: Get for that rich bastard. <laughs> oh, Sean, you watch you watch Space Jam too though. Great. Sean's the watch Space,
2: Space Jam, Jam too. too. I officially have watched it. I didn't hate it. Like I actually I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it um because it was very different, but yeah. there's lots of nostalgic um little tidbits here and there, not just for Space Jam and like Warner Brothers fans, but also just for NBA fans in general. Like there was a, I really liked like the the old uh Dwayne Wade, LeBron James, dunk the poster. Yeah, that was yep. uh, moment. Um, There's lots of little little moments like that. That about, uh, uh, I was like, like damn, yeah, you like yes. you like
0: Kronos. Kronos was pretty sick. Yeah. Um, Lillard, like how they yeah, Lillard is, that was his, hilarious. Yeah, Lillard in his purple and gold robot attire. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. No purple and gold. No. Yeah. But no I thought the tampering best tampering or anything. Yeah. 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 yeah <laughs> fucking. Yeah, that that should be considered tampering right there. <laughs> I don't know. They've got it on film, but uh, uh <laughs> Evidence, no tampering chicanery that's happening. It's ridiculous. Josh, did you see Space Jam too? I have
1: yet to see it.
2: Oh, okay. it's on Crave and I would say it's worth a watch. Like is it is it as good as the original? No, because but I'm biased, right? Like that was my I, generation Space Jam.
0: I loved everything about it that wasn't Space Jam like when yeah, they're going okay. through yep. when they're going through the WB cinematic universe which I'm not going to throw a bunch of stuff out there I but they do like lot. reenact a bunch of scenes and stuff from like famous WB movies when they're rounding up the tunes I fucking love that I thought that was so cool and so awesome and it's really great to see these companies embrace the full breadth of what they have in their libraries and use that to tell new stories mm-hmm. yeah. right i think that's really 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 fucking cool and again i've i've spoken a lot about the basketball game and how the entire crowd is it. basically like wbe <laughs> film Characters yeah. and villains and stuff, nice. and how I couldn't watch any of what I'm supposed to be watching. You're I'm like, on the crowd. Oh fuck! There's Schwarzenegger's Mr. Freeze next to Agent Smith and the Wicked Witch of the West. This is crazy. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, yeah. So, I really enjoyed that. I enjoyed paid so little, att- so little attention, game. so little attention to the actual basketball game, and I couldn't stop looking at the background. Oh fuck! There's the Jim Carrey mask with yeah. the yellow zoot suit and shit. Like, oh, marked out. That's
1: cool because I was, you, I was you, glad
2: they weren't in the game though like they were on the they were on the yeah. series
1: that's kind yeah. of what you got out of the first one though right like when you look back at the crowd in the in the first one it's all of the Looney tunes all of the oh, the tune yeah. characters and like some of the ones like even the the minor ones but i'm sure you guys grew up watching and you're like hey wait yeah.
0: But well, you know who wasn't in the crowd yeah. in the first one? Danny DeVito Penguin from Batman Returns. Oh. Fucking courtside. Front and center in Courts space. Which of course Danny DeVito would be. Well, of course he would be there. Like, yeah. they nailed it. Nailed sweat
1: camera. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Danny DeVito would be courtside. Okay. okay.
2: I did look this up. Uh, LeBron James ownership stakes. So he's part of the Fenway Group uh, conglomerate that owns uh, the Red Sox, Liverpool, and uh, the Roosh Fenway Racing NASCAR team, so he's got stakes in in those three teams. Okay, so he's doing pretty good, and then he's got his own production <laughs> yeah. company as yeah, well. He's doing, he's, he's doing pretty good. Sean. LeBron James will be. There's my bold prediction. LeBron James will be the richest athlete alive in a few years.
1: If he's not yeah. already,
2: but he's, he's not, right not right now. Him. Michael Jordan is no. technically the highest-grossing athlete of all time if you don't count like the the greek chariot racer back in like ancient times oh that guy was ballin that, <laughs> that guy, okay dude. so i had a friend message me and they're like how who's the highest paid athlete of all time and i said jordan right because he is um but he brings out like diocese or whatever this greek chariot racer who was paid so much money if you if you convert it to today he got paid $32 billion in today's currency. If they translate it, he, he got paid enough to completely fund everything that the Roman Legion army would need for two months.
0: Now I have a by question By himself. For question. How much of that was his Nike sponsorship though? <laughs> right? <laughs>
2: like from Hercules where he's got the, the shoes like the yeah, air hurts.
1: Yeah. That's got... <laughs> a good, that's a good movie.
0: Now, we had mentioned, we talked about the Knicks a little bit earlier. And, yes, they're on their two-game little adorable uh, win streak and stuff. Uh, How about Julius Randle, though? Uh, Given the crowd the (laughs) thumbs down, uh, when they beat the Celtics on Thursday, they won uh, 108-105. And then late in the game, yeah, gives the crowd the thumbs down. And then uh, when asked specifically what it meant, he said, shut the fuck up. Uh, because he's not happy with the lack of support from the New York faithful. He since walked that back, as we all knew he would. Oh, it's just you know we appreciate the passion I love of the fans so I love much. Them so you much. Like, no, you fucking in that moment you hate them and you couldn't yeah. wait to shove this in their face. So just own it, man. Just like yeah, you know what, you boo us yeah when we're not doing well, and like yeah, you get to come along for the ride. That's great, but we don't forget.
2: Yeah. What do you mean, Julius Randall? This should have been his answer. Bing bong. <laughs> That's it. Bing bong.
1: <laughs> what, what is it with, like, the, the New York Knicks fan base is so fickle. Oh, yeah. I, I get it, I guess, because they just have a lack of winning and overall success, and they've had to watch just James Dolan literally play say, James their the organization, organization yeah. oh, into God. the ground. Well, and then chase, like, your
2: legends out of the building. Like... We've seen that happen. Um, Like, no, sorry. James Dolan's what's wrong with the Knicks. As much as the Knicks are really passionate fan base to like a weird extent, sometimes like they win one game and they're top of the world they lose a game. It's Armageddon uh
0: like <laughs> they had the best like pre-season like the hype going into oh season. i was ready to go on the wagon bags, man. losing their minds I'm like yeah i'm jumping on board too it's nuts that's uh, where bing bong came from <laughs> randall so said Dick on video. In, yeah, randall said on instagram <laughs> my comment was an example of how sometimes you th- say things you regret to people you love Even if it came from a place of passion and deep love, using love twice in the same sentence, once being prefixed by deep. My family and I love how the fans and New Yorkers have embraced and accepted us and have made us feel great about our decision to commit long term with the team this past summer. This support means the world to us. That has to be it right there. You're there long term, sir. You are going to fucking bring the ire of that fan base on you like this early in your deal. Drops love three times with that statement. Yes, he uh, concluded by vowing, quote, to continue to show loyalty and dedication to his teammates, the organization, and Knicks fans. It's I'm so sad about that, man. <laughs> you should be able to just like put your thumbs down. Hey, what'd that mean? I mean, shut the fuck up. And I love that. Let's loved leave it at that.
1: Let's leave yeah. at that. Oh, that's uh, so serious. Everybody loves me. everybody. Get on
0: this wagon. Look, Julius, you got to put out a thing. You got to apologize. You can't be saying that, Chip. That's how I feel. Well, sorry. You got to apologize. And if you can use love as many times as possible, maybe <laughs> prefix it with deep at some point, uh, that would be great for us. But you know what I would have preferred Randall to do is
2: stick to it, like stick to his guns and be yep. like, be part of the success here. Be part yes. of us, Join us. And watch us, you know, we're at the beginning of what's looking to be a very promising chapter in Nick's history. Be patient, be part of it. Yeah, be patient with us and grow with us. Otherwise,
0: S-T-F-U. I mean, asking Nick, asking Nick's fans for patience after everything they've been through is yeah. a really fucking tough sell. That's I Benning, mean, sure. that's that's Benning coming out and saying, but there's finally promise. Hey, man, be patient. Be patient, it's gonna be fine. What if he came out and just said, he comes out and he just <laughs> says fuck tampering? He was like, be patient, we're gonna get Zion. Everything's gonna be fine. Everything's we're gonna be fine. Zion watch. We're, like, yeah, we're on Zion watch right now. If y'all just make this look like a really great place to play for superstar players, like you guys are gonna do your part to get Zion here. That's all I'm saying. I mean, he <laughs> could he could come out and say, Look, this is a destination
2: city. We I'm sure we're going to get. Elite level talent at some point show the support that you can for us as a as a team that to entice that kind of caliber of player to join us. And yeah. then look at look at what we are already. Think about what we will be with that elite level talent. And then you, you don't get hit with a tampering charge because you didn't message <laughs> any, you didn't say any names, but everybody knows who you're talking about and Zion. Also knows who you're talking about.
0: It's like, and I'd also like to make a song request if anybody out there likes good songs. Uh Iron Lion Zion uh by Bob Marley is a really, really good song. I bring it up for no reason at all. <laughs> no, i like think... to play it in the background of all my interviews from now on. Lion like Zion in Zion. <laughs>
1: Fuck yeah. I think you should just come out with the checkbook, put it right on the table. Be like, we all know what's about to happen here. Yeah. <laughs>
2: It's essentially what the Clippers were doing with Kawhi, right? Like the entire time he was in Toronto, like freaking bombers oh, following yeah. the he, team like a cheerleader, he's right? Yeah.
1: Courtside <laughs> of the game, like, what what's bomber doing here? Yeah. Mm, I wonder
2: the owner's pre-scouting himself. Huh, this is weird. Um, don't see this every day. <laughs> <laughs> Just have James Dolan at all the new New Orleans games.
0: Yeah, we're tampering. <laughs> so what? Fuck yeah, you. We want me. Hey, we want him so much. We will pay all the tampering charges. Yeah. What better commitment to a player than like, hey, I'll take I'll eat I'll take this financial hit. I want you to know we want you.
2: Yeah. All there will be, be no misunderstanding what we're wanting here there's yeah, no like misinterpreting. We'll take, we will desire. take
0: the fine we'll take it zion <laughs> we want i know you're under contract don't give a shit we want you here come on over
1: come come on come on zion <laughs>
0: Those Zion jerseys would be unbelievable. They would be the number one seller.
1: Yeah, they would rocket to the
0: top it. of the sales charts. Uh, Zion Williamson Knicks jerseys, guys. This is going to happen. He's going to play for the Knicks, right? I mean, we're all in agreement. I've been so. saying this for I like a year so. now, more. But yeah, it's it's going to happen, right? There's no fucking chance, zero chance that guy stays with the Cassowary. No None. No. None. If they were smart. I mean, it, his value isn't necessarily super high like right now with his, you know, injury problems and stuff. But, yeah, if I'm New Orleans, man, I'm like prepping that package and trying to get absolutely as much as you can for him. Because what if he comes back and he really isn't the same player? Right. Think, still, there's the still there's the there's well, the there's the mystique of Zion right mm-hmm. now. Still, that's there.
2: There's this huge promising lore that you have this freak athlete. Uh, Which he is like, he's, he's freakishly big for his position. He's very smooth. He's, he's can do everything. Like he's, the guy's, the guy's a freak athlete and Mm -hmm. those are, those, there's a reason why they're freak athletes. They're incredibly rare. So if you can find, um, you know, somebody like that, yeah, there's, uh, there's going to be this mystique level to them when that hasn't been realized yet. How how high is this guy's ceiling? What is he fully capable of doing? We don't know the answer to that yet. And I'm sure there's you know 29 other teams in the league that would love to find out what that ceiling looks like. Yeah,
0: and if I'm the cassowary, I'm pointing at one guy and that guy is Joel Embiid. Here's a guy that came in, missed his first season or two with like chronic foot issues and stuff and everyone was like, "Oh, he's not going to be the same player he was at Kansas and he's a total bust and he's just injured and hurt all the time." And who is now put together, you know, I know the season's not over yet, but like serious MVP consideration, and is the beating heart of that uh, of that franchise. So you can have your very own Joel Embiid with Zion Williamson. Get him. Instant
2: process done. Yeah, yep. <laughs> with Zion coming into your organization,
0: and then Zion tells the New York fans to shut the fuck up. They'll be like, okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Could you imagine at the press conference? yeah i'm here now i'm I'm, I'm happy happy to be here but for the next little bit y'all need to shut the fuck up all right like let us let us do our thing let the man cook
1: and with that i think it's going to be a perfect transition into some questions from twitter to finish things off what do you say guys
2: yeah let's do it
0: what if i said no what if i was like no i do want to say no just temporarily Oh, I was just because being hypothetical. I wasn't no. actually going to do that because that's rude.
2: But go ahead, Sean. <laughs> I will be rude because I want to bring out. So there was this thread created on Twitter from Derek Thompson at DK Tomp. Um, and he's his. it started with, what's the most incredible statistical outlier accomplishment in U.S. major sports this, history? Yep. And the first one that he has, I want to talk about this because it blew me away, is Wilt Chamberlain. Right. In 1961, 62 season, he averaged 50 points a game and 40 shots. And they are both 30 percent higher than the all time number two for that for that statistic. So we look at it here. Michael Jordan is the only one um, besides Chamberlain to average more than 37. Again, Will Chamberlain, 50.4 uh chamberlain then also averaged uh 39.5 shots per game the highest ever no one is even close and also no one else has averaged more than 30 for that um baylor had 29.7 jordan and iverson each averaged 27 once in their career
0: Iverson.
2: another statistical anomaly with will chamberlain is that uh and this one will last forever is that he averaged 48.5 minutes per game, which, of course, is 0.5 minutes more than the actual game goes. And that is because he was never substituted the entire season, only missed eight minutes of one game after he was ejected in the fourth (laughs) quarter. He reached an average more than 48 minutes because he played seven overtime games as well. Um, Never. He was, of course, one of those players that never really got into foul trouble. Yeah. Um career low average of one and a half fouls a game.
0: And how sad is it that when you talk about Wilt Chamberlain's like stats and all that shit, the one that rises head and shoulders above all of those amazing accolades is that he laid down with so many women. <laughs> Just, just, that's it. To that's what the legendary stat. extent? That's the one. That. That's the one everybody cares about and talks about. Is oh yeah, he also slept with ten thousand women or whatever it was. It's like no, the stuff Sean just rattled off is fucking incredible. He like, averaged more than a game is supposed to be as far as time <laughs> on the court for a season. That's nuts. That is insane. But no. Oh yeah, he liked to lay down with ladies. That's he like did, working a lot.
2: 366 days of a year. Yeah. Like that's what Wilt Chamberlain did.
0: Somehow no, I worked. I worked work, work
1: um, work year. I yeah. worked year.
0: Yeah. I worked overtime on a leap year. I worked a double on Leap Day. <laughs> so that's how I do. Yeah, that's incredible. That's amazing. And never talked about, never really discussed. But those are things that will never ever be broken. You say, like, oh, Gretzky's goal record will never be broken, blah 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 blah. No, 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 no. That who is ever going to average more in a season than a game actually is? That's just statistically seems like an impossibility. Especially now. Like, I know it's getting harder and harder to do that.
2: But, like, that's just further proves how unbreakable these records will be, like, yeah. going forward. Like, we're talking 61-62, he set those. So, we're talking 60 years? We'll all be dead. Like... These records have gone on for 60 they'll years, still, and still they're still world. completely impossible to break. That's how incredible will Sha- Chamberlain is.
0: Sean Warren's going to be, you know, traipsing around the post-apocalyptic <laughs> wasteland, talking about fucking uh, Wilt like, Chamberlain. In 61, 62, <laughs> society, will, society will collapse, and it'll just be full of marauders in a desert wasteland, and those records will still be, they'll still be there. Like the most incredible
2: things will happen and I'll just be like, Yeah, still not as amazing as Wilt yeah. Chamberlain in 61 and
0: 62. Am I right? Guy
2: <laughs> <laughs> averaged fifty points a game.
0: Like, good lord. Sean, we're trying to find gasoline in water. Stop talking about Wilt Chamberlain's 61-62 season. The other thing with Wilt Chamberlain, he had a hundred point game. A hundred point game. Like, <laughs> like what? that's some that's fucking teen wolf <laughs> levels of scoring. <laughs> Whereas, like, let Teen Wolf let your teammates have the ball. Right? I can't wait for the off season, man. Maybe that's on deck first. Fucking Teen Wolf for basketball movie book club. Ooh, yeah. Good call. might, ha- yeah. I, I like it. Let's, Josh. Uh, we got some questions.
1: Okay, we got a couple questions, and this one leads into it perfectly. What we were just talking about with No change <gasps> Teen Wolf. Oh, not Teen Wolf, unfortunately. But mm-hmm. Adam Curzon Black is Shaq a top ten player, and where does he rank on y'all list? Also do you enjoy getting socks for christmas?
0: That's when you like become an adult. Yeah. When yeah, you when get excite, enjoy getting socks. When you enjoy getting socks like that's it. Guess what? Your youth is fucking over. It's a, it's done. It's finished. I have uh, two
1: packs of unopened socks in my closet from christmas. I am waiting to throw out the other old ones in my drawer and crack all those babies. That's socks. my second
0: rich guy thing that I do. My second rich guy thing is I buy 365 pairs of socks and I get a fresh pair every day for a year. That's number two on the list of things that I do. If I fucking become a billionaire, all of a sudden overnight. One of these
2: things that I want to do one day, and this isn't like nearly as lofty. I'm I'm sorry. Does it involve socks? It does involve socks. Uh, Reading socks. Have you guys have seen reading socks? These like big, really fuzzy socks that you just put on simply to read books I want to own a pair of those. So
1: it's just called like wool socks?
2: No, but they're like, they're really warm. Like they're, they're not, they're not wool, wool, but
0: they're, they're big and they're fuzzy on the inside. Um, I just, I just can't picture a world where it's like, I'd love to sit down and read this book right now, but I can't find my reading socks. So I'm just (laughs) going to play reading socks. If you go to like
2: whatever your local chapters is, you can find chapters
0: i'm going to Coles, sean nope but you buy it We don't, it have, we don't and... have your fancy chapters here all right <laughs> we Sorry, we got Kohl's Could and I get black Barnes bond and books and, Noble. and we will like it you guys don't have chapters you got what? chapters i'm just amazing. i
2: know you have chapters for sure do you not do you not
0: have chapters yeah KG? no we have chapters we have chapters. okay okay and Shaq top just... 10 all time oh. in pos- in position yes in position for sure. Yeah, not I, just, my, not I just, I just not in my top ten like all time NBA players because you maybe have room for one or two centers on that. Just think of all the fucking skill at the point guard level and stuff. You maybe have one or yeah. two centers that crack that. We just talked, you know, all over how great like Wilt Chamberlain is. I'm a big Dr. J guy. Um Kareem, Kareem, like. Yeah, he's. He, I think he's just outside.
1: Kobe, LeBron, MJ. Jordan. Yeah, you know, Bird. Once he, yeah, Bird. Once Jordan. Jordan
0: like, doing this. Steve Nash. I'm just Curry. Sorry. Yeah, Curry. I, 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 I think of the modern-day players, Curry absolutely should be included in the top 10 of all time. And the fact we get to watch somebody I, like that play... Uh, again, I, I've alluded to this on past episodes. I feel like we don't fully appreciate watching this guy do what he does because it's not going to last forever. And we are watching like a legend play. We're all kind of over LeBron like a little bit. Like he's been there for fucking ever. So it's like, oh, OK, but, you know, his career's not fading. Gonna... Yeah, like, just that's how career trajectories go.
2: Like it's yeah. not a knock against LeBron. He's it's amazing what he's doing at 37, but yeah. he's 37.
0: And what Curry's doing right now, he's in his prime. <laughs> like, and this is the time to appreciate Steph Curry. Shaq was such a, I wouldn't say a departure from what centers like had been. It's the fact that, like, it wasn't about tall, being tall and like skilled and that finesse piece of it, which we see with some of the centers that we've mentioned before. It was all fucking power and just being dominant, like, down low. Uh, which you know, Shaq really brought. I mean, I remember those first couple seasons with the Magic. If you've seen the "This Magic Moment" uh, thirty for thirty, it's one of my favorites. I love that one. But like, Shaq was a special, special player. But even with the championships and accolades and stuff, I wouldn't put him in the top ten all the time. Okay, let's put, let's twist it this way because I'm interested in your thoughts
2: on this. Would you consider him like in his peak? Like, if you're only taking prime years or prime seasons of a player. A top 10 most dominant player yes. in yep. NBA history because oh, yeah. he his prime was unbelievable and he torched the NBA. Yes. But I I agree I don't put him top 10 all time. I just have him as like top 10 one of the most dominant at his prime players.
0: Yeah, I'd put him like top 5 centers of all time.
2: Yep. Uh, I would even have him potentially top in the three. top 2, top 3. Yeah. Because okay, well, gent- he's just he's unbelievable.
1: Gentlemen, I have a special guest who wants to weigh in on this subject. He, he heard you guys talking about it. And I'd like to welcome Shaquille O'Neal, the big Shaq himself, to Diesel. the program to to chat a little bit about this. So Shaq, welcome. Thanks for uh thanks for coming on and chat a bit. Boys, I, I heard you talking about me. I said I love that Sean Sean, I love you calling me dominant. The big Shaq Diesel, he's dominant player, dominant player. Bowman, disrespect, top 15. You I remember what you said big about Embiid, team? man.
0: You've been dogging Embiid for years, hey, hey, so hey, I hey, forget.
1: Hey, 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 <laughs> Bowman, got to listen to Big Shaq. The Big Shaq's player. You've seen Embiid. Embiid's got to get some work. Got to get some work.
2: The Big Shamrock is here. <laughs> <laughs> got to listen to the Big hey, Shamrock. Hey,
1: hey. Oh, the Big Shamrock. <laughs> got to go. Got to go. Got TNT. Got Got to go. I
0: enjoyed your tag team match on AOW Dynamite uh, against uh, with Jade Gargill against Cody Rhodes. I just wanted to say that.
1: Oh, he's gone. Thanks, thanks so much, Shaq. <laughs> Does
0: he me. know that I liked his wrestling? Yes, man.
1: I, you know what, <laughs> he, I, I think he just he, he respected
2: he, you so much. He hung up before you could
0: get it. Up. Well, he
1: gave me a, he gave me a double thumbs up. He got it. He didn't give me a thumbs down and tell me to shut the fuck up. So, you yeah, see. He yeah, went yeah. through a table
0: at that wrestling. You saw that, right? The highlight of that wrestling he did on uh, AEW, where he fucking took a flying crossbody through a table on the outside of the ring, that's fucking awesome. So Shaman needs a... to do more wrestling
1: stuff. Yes, he's got the body he's for perfect it. He's perfect for it. Yep. I was a big fan of so You Think You can dance, and I really <laughs> love Shaq <laughs> with the Jawawakis. He's doing all the... He yes. was always on it. <laughs> I, I love that he's
2: so big, but he's he's actually like a surprisingly smooth dancer. Like you it's. Tell,
0: tell me you remember the show fuck it's Shaq versus yeah. yes what an amazing idea for a show they got to bring that back with somebody else there's like who like you know Phelps versus I don't know why I went to Michael Phelps first and foremost but because like, you can get Just him in- dominating people on a pool <laughs>
2: They do a thing.
0: Person, no, they dog do a thing. paddling behind him. Oh my god, I just remembered they did a thing when Michael Phelps raced a shark. <laughs> and then I was like, I was so hyped for it. Then they're like, Oh yeah, it's a CGI shark. I'm like, no, this is fucking horse shit. I want a <laughs> no, you to steal the I want him swimming against an actual shark you've been lied to because there was the show prior to Shaq versus called Man versus Beast. I don't know if you guys yeah. remember that, where they would yeah. like put like 10 dudes in a tug-of-war against like an elephant and stuff and they would just basically have someone like race a cheetah or whatever. Like, yeah, it's good shit. But uh, Shaq versus was uh, Shaq versus was incredible. So much fun. I had such high hopes for Phelps versus Shark. I, I was like, I
2: don't know how they're dividing them up to keep the shark away from Phelps. But hell, yeah. <laughs>
1: like... He waited until right at the end, too, to tell you, like, oh, by the way, it's not a real shark. What this whole build up? This so I, I just spent two hours and forty five minutes watching the buildup for the last fifteen oh, minutes. Of... Well, scientists have determined scientists
0: have determined what a shark swimming speed
1: is, and these kids just... no
0: fuck you, fuck the CGI department, fuck the scientists. I want a real shark in there against mm-hmm. Michael Phelps. Brass oh, Bonanza the... loves his steaks, but the data shows that this is how fast a shark. No, fuck your data! I want a real shark in that water or else this whole thing's a waste of time. And yeah. it was. And it was. I don't even know who what? won. Was it Shark? Did Shark win?
2: I, I No, think it Christ didn't, there the was shark no win. Shark. There the was, CGI no. Shark beat him. But, like,
0: that, that's like, you know, that's like playing You're the fucking, computer in a video yeah. game, man. That doesn't count. That doesn't matter. Yeah, mean animated Shark from Finding Nemo is just a, as credible an opponent as yeah. the fucking CGI Shark they
2: Brucie. had. Right <laughs>
0: God. is
2: it Bruce when he smells blood in the water, though? Or is it just like fish are friends, not food, Bruce? Like, that's uh, what
0: I need to know. You know, Shaq did also do a Shaq versus against Michael Phelps. Oh, uh, God. Let's see. Right, <laughs> like each in race swimming. Each, like. Yes, they did. That's the thing. He did their sports against them. Each race had its own different handicap. So, race one Shaq swam 25 yards while Phelps swam 50 yards with a five second head start. In race two, Shaq, Dana Vollmer, Rebecca Soni, and Ariana Kukors each swam a 50-yard segment of a 200-yard relay, while Phelps swam an individual 200-yard relay. And in race three, Shaq swam 50 yards while uh, Phelps swam... Uh, 75 yards. So Shaq won the first race, where he only had to go 25 yards, and Phelps had 50, and Phelps had the head start, but Phelps won the second and the third races. (laughs) Big diesel.
2: I was hoping that they were actually just going to attach, like, 250 pounds to Michael Phelps, and have him, like, drag (laughs) three times his body mass through the water, just to, like, equal the weight of of Shaq. (laughs) i That that's what cool. i was hoping for
1: <laughs> okay well we got a couple more one of them is just a uh not really a question but from stephanie pajani hey he just says hi guys hi hi, oh, so, hi. thanks great. for the show thanks for saying hi thanks for dropping by uh, and then last one from becca uh, the chew becca hey i love i love this question and oh a happy uh belated birthday becca
2: yes yeah
1: what's your favorite line from star wars as there's so many but i think mine has to be laugh it up fuzzball uh happy new year gentlemen that's
2: good that's a tough one to beat do you just go with
1: (laughs) (laughs)
0: there's a couple a couple beeps and a couple beeps and boops from (laughs) r2d2 really really fucking hit different
1: (laughs) can i pick the can i pick the uh the droid on the oh yeah on, yeah on the sail barge Jabba. on the sail barge that's that's i just i
0: love i love that uh i love that moment where hologram luke is doing his little promo on jabba's barge and it's like i present to you a gift these two droids and c 3 is like wait what the fuck <laughs> no, no 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 that's the wrong record too he's the wrong recording what are you doing no 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 and then like Cause It's weird, because R2 seems to be hipped into the plan, because he's storing the lightsaber, and he <laughs> shoots it when he's on the barge and everything. He does the diving board shit over the, the Sarlacc. That's great shit. Mm-hmm. But that tells mm-hmm. you that C-3PO was not trusted at all <laughs> with the plan. Oh, no. So in that <laughs> moment, his freakout is so genuine and so real. I present you a gift. These two droids. What?! No, 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 well, no. Hold hold on. The
1: whole the time.
0: See the po I know he's a robot, but the stress he must have been under when he's like his translator, he sees the sexy dancer get eaten by the Rancor, is yeah. like, this is my life now. Fuck, he must have hated Luke so much in that moment because your his father wine. built me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but you, you just can't, me like, away? the fact that he can't be trusted with the plan or else he'd like he'd give it up, right? I mean that also that does something to the trust issues between the robot and Luke Skywalker for the rest of the movies. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, because like you mean to tell me they're not sitting there on fucking Endor chilling with the Ewoks and he makes them float across thing and then Le- Leia's all got her hair braided and C three PO's like ah uh, Master Luke um about about Jabba's palace um. <laughs> why didn't you tell me like he went through some shit needlessly uh oh 3po i just i couldn't you know we couldn't have everybody know it's like fucking how many people were nodding at it's each like, other but, but on everybody that sale knew. lando's nodding leia's mm-hmm. everyone's nodding at each other and he has c3po going fuck i'm just gonna be here forever this is just the. <laughs> <laughs> this really took a turn this is worse
1: than when i got fucking shot into a million pieces at cloud city <laughs> well, and not to mention too he's thinking he's thinking they're all about to just die he's yeah. like they're all gonna get like oh, yeah into exactly. great he's like princess leia's just i guess i i have her around until she gets eaten by, yep. by something also,
0: like <laughs> I want to know when the planning stages for the plan <laughs> happen Cause you think about the end of empire strikes back, right? Like Luke's got his hand off. He's all standing there. Fucking Leia standing there. Then Han's like, yeah, we're going to go to Tatooine now. We'll see y'all later. Like did the plan happen before that? I guess it must've. Because it's like, and C-3PO wasn't invited to the planning because (laughs) he can't be trusted. It's crazy funny. I love it. So yeah, I'd probably say out of nowhere, that's my favorite line in Star Wars. I present to you a gift. These two drones. (laughs) (laughs) Can I pick like a a look, like a
2: facial expression? Because I would have Han Solo when he realizes... No, I'm not going to do Han Solo's facial (laughs) expression.
0: Boba uh, Fett's reverse head nod is really fucking ace. After the thermal detonator thing, where he gives the yeah. props, that's I res- good. I
1: respect yeah. that. I respect yeah. your level. Yeah. What do you got, Chuck?
2: Like, Han Solo when he realizes Leia and Luke are are siblings, and then yeah. he's like piecing <laughs> it all together, and he's like, <laughs> he like stares off into like that blank space. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> like just oh. all time classic Star Wars. Like,
0: like I wait, I love that whole that whole scene I don't is have great, Chuck. Because he's like but. Because he's like, minute. he's twisting his foot about it. Like, hey, you know, because she's all like looking longingly up at the start and thinking about Luke and smiling and shit. Yeah. And he's like, you're thinking about Luke, aren't you? She's like, yeah. It's like, you love him, right? Of course yeah. I do. All right. Well, when he comes back, I, uh, I won't get in the way <laughs> and all that stuff. He just like resigns himself. He dumps himself. It's like, I, I won't get in the way. It's like, no, he's like, my brother. I don't want to be
2: rejected here. Yeah, that's
0: right. Yeah. He's like, it's his decision. All right. Well, you know what? When he comes back, I'll step aside. I'll do this. So you can be with him. And then I would have loved if he's like, no, he's my brother. And his response was gross. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought it would be better to be
1: with one of the bears than that. That's fine. That's fine. Just like slowly starts backing away. Well, you guys do you.
0: Yeah, hey, that's fine. I'm not going to judge. Not going to no, judge. No, this whole time I've been with Chewbacca. Like, I don't my know friend Lando, about. when we were oh, fucking geez. in our 20s, he was clearly fucking a robot. So that's, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. I saw Lando get involved in it some works. shit. Okay, no, I changed my mind. It's It works.
2: From the robot that Lando is clearly betting. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> it's like, how does that even... It works. You're just like, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. No a, more questions. That's a, it's
0: a, it's an right. implica- implication I didn't need confirmed, but it's like when you meet Billy D. Williams immediately in Empire Strikes Back, you're like, yeah, this guy fucks robots, clearly. There isn't a life form in the solar system that this guy's not laying down with, clearly. But that's for you to, like, reach on your own. I don't need you, Solo colon, a Star Wars story, to outright tell me that he fucks robots, all right? Like, we do. And that was our thing, but now that it's, like, canon, it's, like, well, I guess it's problematic. It's, like, yeah, I don't know how to feel about that. Like, good good for you? Question mark? I mean, (laughs) like, also, if you're going to compare it to, like, modern life, people have sex with robots now. Got, in a way, you know what? That's they got their fucking. fucking also, like, I know this was a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, but just based on where like light speed technology is, you think there aren't <laughs> fuckable robots just like in the tens of thousands running around there? Like, I don't think it's that it should be that judged, honestly, just, that Lando was getting down with some robots, just sex doll general grievouses out there with four arms. <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 Okay, and on that... got it down. That's it. We're done. Episode. It's over. This has been the Van Slam, Vancouver's only NBA podcast up to this point. Yeah, NBA podcast. <laughs> General erogenous. Um, you know? <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. We really, really hope that you got pleasure from this week's episode. Yeah, don't say on, it like that. <laughs> on behalf of myself, Josh, Sean, and the in rest Grievous, and have a pleasurable Grievous. day. <laughs> you not saying I'm out, I'm in the outro. <laughs>
2: uh, I had to.
1: Thank you for tuning into the Van Slam podcast, Vancouver's only to our knowledge, NBA podcast for Sean Warren and Jay Bowman. I have been Joshua Griffith, and this has been a presentation of the area 51 sports network. Check out all the variety of podcasts that the area 51 network provides, including point shot hockey with your very own Sean Warren cap space wins cups, a hockey and F one podcast, and Avid discussers podcast. You can get more of Bowman and his 76ers takes on the 6th Best Canucks Podcast, but the first Best 76ers Canucks, Movies, Wrestling, and Pop Culture Podcast. Trust the process with Wyatt the Stanchion Art, a presentation of the Hockey Podcast Network. If you're a movie fan, make sure to check out At The Movies 10 Years Later, as Bowman and J9 break down the movies that dominated the box office 10 years later. Chances are you can't get enough of them, and that's perfect, as Nation Extreme Wrestling has started a podcast along with an amazing brand that will bring local wrestling to Vancouver and surrounding areas. You can catch more of me, Joshua Griffith, on the Sports Talk Live Network covering the Vancouver White Whitecaps, and on the Unnamed Sports Show. If you enjoyed what you listened to today, make sure to subscribe and rate the podcast wherever you listen. For Apple users, we are up and running, so make sure to leave that five-star rating and a comment. For the Van Slam podcast, on behalf of Sean Bowman and myself, until next time, NBA fans. Oh,
2: my God. I need confirmation, man. Last
1: time was me. Oh, my God, the shield. Look at the shield. Oh, oh
2: sick. Shield. I know I love that shield, man. Which one? I got two back An there. Indian. Oh, I I just saw one Cap shield in the Sorry, Yeah, we just
1: saw the, the Captain All Avengers right,
2: hold on. I'll go. grab. I'm hearing some hard rumors that uh, Cap is going to come back here.
0: No! 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 <laughs> Don't want it!
1: Here's oh, some hard oh, rumors. Two, those two Secret puties. Avengers.
2: Ooh. Ooh oh i don't know which ones? one i like more
1: oh no Ooh. no there's a comic the one, book the one,
0: one movie one oh.
2: yeah i don't know which one i like better just because both are so
0: so great they also just released like a third one <laughs> so it's like the stealth shield uh but it's mm. never been in the mcu or anything before and it's like White and light blue and dark blue, kind of like a wintery themed thing. And I'm like, like Ooh. uh, do I need it's how like- many how many Captain America shields is enough? No, I only have somebody? two arms. Well, <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like yeah, ca- I can have <laughs> rock one on each arm, that's fine. But with this one, I'm gonna strap it to my leg. It's ridiculous. Just it's put like- it on your back like a ninja turtle. Oh.
1: oh that's a good idea. It's like the Captain America City edition. Shield. That's exactly what it is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: Okay. The rumors that I'm hearing for Chris Evans is that he would come back and they would do kind of a kind of like what they did with Black Widow and stuff, is go back to when he was on the run after and it would be that's it there, yeah. Oh, I love that. Oh,
1: that's pretty badass.
2: Oh yeah, I like that a
0: lot. Yeah, so I'm like thinking about it, like, do I really (laughs) Do I fucking need three Mm. Captain America shields? I hope he never comes back.
2: Oh, I think you do. I'm torn because I I miss him, but they gave him a perfect send off. But if they gave us like a
0: secret Avengers and it was retroactive, I'm good with that. No, I don't want him back. Period. Point blank at all. I'm good. They did such a good job because if you bring him back, that means you got to write him out again and write him out again equally as good and poignant as they already did mm, no See, like so i they think... would do it like black widow right they didn't have to write her out a second
2: time right oh, yeah because he's talking about a pre. he's talking about it would a... be like when cool. he was nomad you know yep, he's no, not yeah. captain america he's nomad it's secret avengers ah. it's when falcon black widow and and him are on the run and he dropped the shield you they know? waited
0: They waited too long for that Black Widow movie. And I thought they should have made just a Shield movie with Black Widow and Hawkeye. And let's make things a bit more espionage or whatever. Throw in a little more. That's where I think this whoever. one
2: would go. It'd be a Secret Avengers, it'd be an espionage movie with Falcon, uh, Black Widow, and, and Nomad. Now, of if, you were to t-
0: if, if I were to say, okay, Chris Evans is done in the MCU as Captain America, they'd be like, yeah, okay. I don't think Chris Evans may be done in the MCU. I'm thinking, we talked a little bit of Doctor Strange last mm. time when we were uh, catching up and waiting and stuff. I'm thinking maybe fucking Johnny Storm, Fox Fantastic Four comes flaming through one of those portals in uh, th- Multiverse would, of yeah, Madness, and here's Chris Evans as Human Torch again. Oh, that'd be interesting. That'd be wild. Ooh. Yeah. So, and that's I still, that I, that, still I imagine like would be my... like a, a quick
2: little cameo and stuff, right? Yeah, as a cameo, I like that. If they were bringing him back,
0: like to take that mantle again, I wouldn't like it. Yeah. If you see me, like look up and look to my right in like it's awe snow- and Watch. amazement, it's just it's just very uh, majestic outside.
2: It's just how good of a point we're making, you know? Yeah. Oh my god, I, oh, I did.
0: I did like the fact the snow oh, melted a little bit. And the snow got rained out a little bit because I was able to find some stockpiles of, like, booze that I had buried in the backyard in the snow. <laughs> I couldn't find it. Well, I, you bury it. That's, you know, when it snows and you have a backyard, you bury some booze to make That's it just true. ice cold. And then I couldn't remember where it was. So, thankfully, the snow melt revealed some of my locations. Like, okay, great. Yay. The best is when it gets tall enough that it gets, like, up
2: to a, a door or window mm-hmm. at an appropriate height. You pack it down to make like a shelf
0: Mm, and then you
2: kind of embed them into there. And then they get cold a really fast and, and they don't take up uh, space in your fridge.
0: I can't remember what game it was. One of my favorite super bowls over the years, it was like super snowy and stuff outside and had been for days. So we literally had the barbecue going on the back deck and everyone's beers were just in like the ice, the snow bank and stuff. And it it, was just fuck it. It was the absolute best. Ugh. there's nothing better than that no
1: that's what i got going on my on my back deck i can just reach out there's a table on there and it's like covered in snow it's within arm's reach of of the door and like past the over sill so i can just pop them down that's i love weird. the snow man out for, out for nice snow walks pretty much every day
0: super quiet out no one's really around although when you see another person you're like oh really uh what are you doing out here and what are you doing out here <laughs> just existing man yeah, uh
2: taking in the moment
0: well i was out the other night and i was like forgot something at home so i like ran back to my house to grab it and then as i was walking back from where i ran from i noticed like my footprints uh when you run it's like a footprint and then like a swipe afterwards right, right? so then i'm out walking around and stuff and then i noticed like other as i'm walking around the park and stuff noticing like other relatively fresh prints uh in the snow and i'm like tracking like hmm this is a different boot than mine let's see here on they're relatively fresh the person must be nearby and then i get to a point where like i see this little swoosh. So i'm like oh they started running at this point
1: felt like a <laughs> real proper tracker
2: <laughs> yeah that's that's pretty good
1: somebody's I went and picked up my dad (laughs) the other day, like when it was really snowing here in Nanaimo and I had to pick him up to take him down to get a rental car. And he's, cause he's got kind of like a really bad, awkward Hill that like comes right off kind of a main road. So you can't get a good run at it really. So I got stuck about three quarters of the way up, but I was like, whatever, I'll just roll back down. um, When when we leave. Right. And uh, so I'm at my dad's house and we're just hanging out. I'm like five minutes in there. We hear a knock on the door. It's his neighbor. And he's like, Hey, uh, who's, Little green honda civic is that that's uh right in the middle of the road i was like oh my he's like oh somebody's trying to get past i was like oh my bad he's like i tracked your feet in the snow that's how yeah. I, found, <laughs> I found where you were yeah. <laughs> where'd like, he oh. go
0: oh
1: <laughs> yeah and he just yeah he just tracked you right from my car right up to the house and
0: so that's awesome. he just like he just like puts his fingers in the snow a little bit and just like
1: man man tracker style <laughs> this way like, He's this way. (laughs) Smells the snow.
2: Harsh words were
0: exchanged. (laughs) It was a scuffle. They beat that little one to a pulp. And then someone, (laughs) and then someone over here was dancing to "Heart of Glass" by Blondie. I could tell based on where the feet moved that it was definitely "Heart of Glass" by Blondie. (laughs) (laughs) I could see
2: the beat, you know. I could just see it, it seeing the feet
0: you can see the feet awesome. in the feet
2: beat in the feet also i just want to comment on the duality of man that we have going on right now i've got my iced coffee and josh is
0: drinking uh caribou lager love it i had coffee <laughs> with uh, sorry i had bailey's with a little bit of coffee in it ooh but you're in the uh, middle i'm ooh. feeling it. i'm gonna go get a beer i'll be right back i like it i like yeah, it
1: <sniffs>